Amen. Half of what he said, I don't know if it's true or not, but uh, but we sure have stomped around a lot together, and, and the Lord's used him in my life to uh, enrich the ministry that God has given me, and uh, I'm so thrilled and excited. I know his heart is that he had always wanted to pastor, and um, you know, y'all folks here have given that opportunity with the Lord's leading. And uh, I'm just thrilled and excited of what the Lord's doing in this area and this church. So thank you for letting me be here today. If you have not yet got one of our prayer cards, I'll ask that you do so. And uh, is this one on? Oh, it's not on. I am illiterate when it comes to microphones. Let's get that done. It's showing red right now. Is it okay? Okay, so you all can hear me okay? Amen. Praise the Lord. It's good to have my daughter and my son-in-law, my grandchildren here today. These are my oldest grandchildren. They're on top of a list of 23 grandchildren that we have. And uh, man, they're growing up quick. Amen. And uh, life changes pretty rapidly when you get older. I'd like for you to take your Bible this evening to a passage in the Old Testament. And um, I'll get you there in just a minute. <clears throat> I was going through my notes and they're out of order. So give me just a second, if you will. Turn to... Numbers chapter 23 with me, the book of Numbers chapter 23, I really want to be a blessing and a help to you all tonight, and um, I want you to see some things in the Bible. We're going to use our Bibles tonight quite a bit, but I want you to see some things that will help you with what we're going through as a nation and what we're going through as churches and individuals, particularly with reference to the pandemic. Numbers chapter 23, if you're there, would you say amen? And could you stand? We're going to read just three verses tonight, one verse here, and then I'll give you another passage to turn to. But I'd like for us to read these verses out loud together, if you're health able to be able to stand. Numbers chapter 23 and verse 19, would you join with me in reading it out loud? The Bible says, God is not a man that he should lie, neither the son of man that he should repent. Hath he said, and shall he not do it? Or hath he spoken, and shall he not make it good? Does that give us a pretty clear understanding of who our God is? He is a God of His Word, amen? He's a God that says things and He holds to them. He doesn't waver. Look now with me in the New Testament, if you will, to Hebrews chapter 13. Hebrews chapter 13. And when you get there, would you say amen? I got three people there. We're waiting for you. Four people, five Hebrews chapter 13 and verse 8. 
I'd like for us to read these two verses out loud also together. Hebrews chapter 13 and verse 8, join with me. The Bible says, Jesus Christ, the same yesterday and today and forever, be not carried about with divers and strange doctrines, for it is a good thing that the heart be established with grace, not with meats, which have not profited them that have been occupied therein. Jesus says he's the same today, yesterday, and forever. He doesn't change. And he, he says, look, he doesn't want us to change. He said, be carried not away with divers and strange doctrines. He wants us to have a solid foundation. Amen? Then I want you to go ahead and be seated, but I want you to turn to Malachi in the Old Testament, Malachi chapter 3. We're not necessarily going to read all of this passage, but I'm going to highlight a couple of verses, and then we'll get into a message tonight. And the title of the message is this, When God Changes the Norm. How many of you have said in the last year and a half to two years, boy, I sure will be glad when things get back to... We've all been there, amen. We've all looked at things and said, man, I'll be glad when things get back. Some say, I'll be glad when they get the television back with the sports on it, playing sports. I mean, I, I, I enjoy sports, and I follow sports a little bit, and, and uh, I try not to overindulge in it. But I, I grew up playing sports, and so I kind of follow some of those things, and things were just upset. The first year of COVID, they didn't even play college football. What is happening in America when college football is not? I'm a, I'm a West Virginia Mountaineer fan. I pastored there for 14 years, and I mean, I, I love the blue and gold. Not of Michigan, but of West Virginia. And they didn't even play. I mean, they just canceled the season. How can you cancel the season? I'll sure be glad when things get back to... The grocery stores, go to buy water. There wasn't any. Twice that happened to me. I said, what are we going to do? I can't buy water. And then also toilet paper was in short supply. My pastor, Brother Pittman, his birthday came up in March when all of that was going on of the first year of COVID. And uh, so I, I found a roll of toilet paper and a bottle of water, and I gave it to him as a birthday present. I said, I said, your most valuable birthday present this year, a royal toilet paper and water. He's looking at all that and everything, trying to figure out what's going on. And then it clicked with him and dawned with him and who gave it to him. <laughs> and he was pleased. But I'm just saying, I'll sure be glad when things get back to Malachi chapter 3. If you're there, say amen. Look at verse 1. The Bible says, Behold, I will send my messenger, and he shall prepare the way before me. And the Lord whom you seek shall suddenly come to his temple, even the messenger of the covenant, whom ye delight in. Behold, he shall come, saith the Lord of hosts. Verse 2 goes on and says, But who may abide the day of his coming? And who shall stand when he appeareth? For he is like a refiner's fire. My, my, my. 
He's like a refiner's fire and like fuller's soap. And he shall sit as a refiner and a purifier of silver. And he shall purify who? The sons of Levi. Those were the priests of that day, if you please. And God says, I'm sending a messenger to purify and to purge them. He goes on in that passage and says he's going to purge them as gold and silver that they may offer unto the Lord an offering in righteousness. He goes on in verse 4 and says, Then shall the offering of Judah and Jerusalem be pleasant unto the Lord, as it is in the days of old, and as in the former years. And I will come near to you to judgment, and I will be a swift witness against the sorcerers. Do we have any sorcery going on in America? Now, how about all them little witch movies that they make? Don't get quiet on me. This is Sunday night. How about all that Disney junk and everything that's always about wizardry and witches and everything? And, and uh, yeah, you know, I mean, you can go all the way back to Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs, and if you didn't know what that movie was about, Lord help us all. It's awful quiet. I knew in my worldly days that Snow White was a code name for cocaine. And those seven dwarfs, listen to me, those seven dwarfs were seven symptoms of cocaine use. Grumpy, sleepy, sneezy. You got to have a doc. I mean, we, we have to wake up. I mean, the world is changing around us and drawing us in as Christians. We need to have our eyes open and our ears open. If we're ever to reach somebody with the gospel, somebody's got to stand for truth. And here we see in the Word of God that God is against the sorcery and the wizardry and things like that. Look at verse 5 again. He says, And I will come near to you to judgment, and I will be a swift witness against the sorcerers, against the adulterers, and against false swearers. And against those that oppress the hireling in his wages, the widow and the fatherless, and that turn aside the stranger from his right and fear not me, saith the Lord of hosts. He goes on in verse 6. Look at it with me. He says, For I am the Lord, I what? What does he say? I change not. Therefore, ye sons of Jacob are not consumed. I want to speak to you tonight about why God changes the norm. Let me ask you a question. A year and a half ago, when it was actually in November, December, that they started in China identifying this Wuhan COVID-19 virus, who says that things then were normal? They certainly weren't normal to God. Abortions taking place every day, that's not normal. To kill babies is not normal, amen? I mean, this is a Sunday night crowd, amen? I mean, to kill babies is wrong. It's not normal. God's not for it. Immorality and adultery, as the Bible described in Israel's day, that's not normal. But it sure is normal in America. 
it sure is normal around the world. It sure is normal for, for people to get so wrapped up in sin and everything that it becomes an addiction. The alcohol, the drugs and everything. Who says that's normal? But that's where we were two years ago in America. Those were counted as normal things. Homosexual relationships and marriages. That's not normal. I can't get my brain wrapped around that. I mean, I, I look at guys and I don't even think, are they good looking? My brain doesn't think that way. And by the way, neither does really anybody else's, man. And now we got all of this stuff going on with gender identity. <laughs> there is now 64. According to the United Nations, there are 64 different identities for genders. Not according to God. He made them. He made them. That's normal to God. So we look back a year and a half ago and we hear this COVID thing coming in and, and it upsets our apple cart and we say, boy, I'll sure be glad when things get back to normal. But things weren't so normal then, were they? This is the question I ask you tonight. Why does God change the norm? I believe there's some reasons here in this passage of Scripture in Malachi that we can see of why God changes the norm. He's always wanting to change us, but He changes not. Let me ask you a question. Since you trusted Jesus Christ as your Savior, how many of you, God has changed your life? Just about every hand, amen? I can tell you for surely, He changed mine. He changed my life. I'm not what I should be, but thank God I'm not what I used to be. And praise the Lord that He's still working on me. I've been preaching for 43 years now. I've been saved for, for uh, I'm sorry, I've been saved for 43 years. Been going soul winning for 43 years. Been preaching for 35 years. And God is still working on me. I'm not talking about that He's working on me to give me better sermons and that. He's working on me with my relationship with Him. I'm still growing. I've not arrived. He's still changing me and showing me what should not be normal in my life. And there's reasons why He does that. In Malachi chapter 3 and verse 6, if you notice that verse again, He says, For I am the Lord, I change not. Therefore, ye sons of Jacob are not consumed. You see, when we get right down to it, we have to understand and realize it is God who is normal. It is God's way. That's Listen, you read the book of Revelation, you'll see that He purges this world during those seven-year tribulation period. He purges this world, and some three-fourths of the population of the world dies off in the tribulation period. At this point, it would be some five billion souls that die in a three and a half year period. He is going to take back control of planet Earth. One of the first events that takes place in heaven is they're gathered there around the throne and there is an angel that comes and he's got a little black book as it's described and there was no man found to open that book except one and that was Jesus Christ. 
And he claims again title deed to planet earth. And the events of the tribulation period will unfold. But listen, folks. He's changing the norm for us now. Showing us some things. And there's a reason that he does that. I want you to look at Malachi again, chapter 3. And I want you to look at verse 1 with me again. Malachi chapter 3 and verse 1, he said, Behold, I send my messenger, and he shall prepare the way before me. The Lord changes the norm to prepare us. It's a preparation time. You see, we have this pandemic, and we have people that we're praying for now that have this COVID disease. These two pastors that were mentioned tonight and other folks, and, and I've had friends and I've had people that I've known that have passed away with COVID, and it's changed my heart towards things, and it causes me to pray more fervently for people who are sick and in need that I wasn't praying for before. Is God changing you? His purpose of bringing change into our life is to prepare us. He's preparing us for the rapture. It's getting closer every day. Preacher mentioned it tonight. Amen. I, I'm saying he could come anytime, but he wants us to be prepared for his coming. We don't know the day. We don't know the hour. I've studied the Bible and I've taught through Revelation about five times in my life. And, and I can't pinpoint a day that he's coming. He tells us that we cannot know the day or the hour, but we can know the times and the seasons. And we're in the times and the seasons. They're talking about a COVID passport that you're going to have to have to get on an airplane or to go to the grocery store. And if you don't have that COVID act, uh, passport where it shows that you've been vaccinated, you won't be able to purchase things. You won't be able to go places. That's right out of the book of Revelation with the mark of the beast. And I'm not saying that the uh, COVID vaccine is the mark of the beast, but it sure is a forerunner to it of how the world and the Antichrist is going to take control. God is preparing us. There's a preparation that when he changes the norm, he wants us to get prepared for some things. He's preparing us to leave this world. He's preparing us to be busy for him. He's preparing us to do his will. He's preparing us to live more like him. He's preparing us to go out and change the world around us with the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ like he changed you and like he changed me. God is always working to change us. He doesn't want us to stay in our sin, amen? He doesn't want us to stay and live with a lackadaisical attitude towards him and towards the things of God. You see, he says that righteousness is the norm. Holiness is the norm. But it seems like that so many churches and in so many places and I travel our country, and I've been crisscrossing this country for 40 years, and I look at America, and I say, boy, it sure has changed from when it was when I was young. The dress standards have changed. The attitude towards God has changed. Churches have changed their worship services. Churches have changed their emphasis. They have today, a lot of churches are building family worship centers. We don't come to church to worship the family. We're here to worship God. And by the way, that will strengthen our families, is keeping the Lord first. And so he changes some things. And I, I, um, 
you know, was reading a couple articles. It's been several months ago now, but a man named Peter Pyatt, he's kind of the Dr. Fauci of the UK, works with infectious disease. And he was writing an article, and he actually got COVID himself, was in the hospital, and he made the statement. He said, unless we come up with a vaccine for this COVID-19, our world will never get back to normal. We have a vaccine, folks. Still not back to normal, to what we thought was normal. I read an article right about that time from the CDC. In that article, they said, we may never come up with a valid vaccine for COVID-19. I'm just telling you, listen, God is the one who changes the norm, and he has a reason. He's trying to prepare his people. Are you letting this problem in our world and the other events of your life and everything prepare you for what God has for you to do? Are you interested in what his will for your life is? What he wants you to do? How he wants you to raise your children? Are we fleeing into the word of God or are we fleeing away from the word of God? Because there's a pandemic. I'm just saying that face masks may be the norm from now on. And I'll, I'm going to say this. I'm not trying to hurt anybody or upset anybody. But it doesn't make sense to me that if I put a face mask on, the M95, which I do have, and I carry them with me, and when I see I need to put one on, I put one on. But you can take a candle six inches away and blow it out through an N95 mask. How is that going to stop a virus, tiny germ, coming through it? You understand there's been people who have worn masks that have gotten COVID. God changing the norm. And by the way, I don't know if you had heard this or not, but Facebook is thinking about changing their name. Going to start calling it Mask Book. I don't know if that's true or not, but I thought I'd throw it in. But God says that he is changes the norm on people to prepare them. But look at secondly in this passage, if you're there, look at verse 2 in Malachi. In verse 2 he says, But who may abide the day of his coming? And who shall stand when he appeareth? For he is like a refiner's fire and like soap. And he shall be set as a refiner and purifier of silver. And he shall purify the sons of Levi and purge them as gold and silver that they may offer unto the Lord an offering in righteousness. God allows the norm to change to purify. To prepare us and to purify us. COVID-19 and any other thing that comes in that upsets our society, like a presidential election, ought to cause us to walk towards God more and the world less. We have a government tonight that's out of control. The president thinks he's a king. Doesn't have to follow law, he can just edit law. 
come up with new rules because he's the president. And it's really not him doing it. There's people behind the strings pulling the strings. But you listen tonight, folks. Situations like that come about because God is changing the norm. He wants us to trust him, not the government. I, I mentioned this, I believe, this morning, but when somebody is sick in the Bible, they were to quarantine. Seven days and go back to the high priest and be evaluated again. They still had a spot on them or something that was infectious. They'd send them away for seven more days. But they did not quarantine the entire society because that one person was sick. We started doing this back in 2000, actually back in 1986 is the first time I dealt with it. I was working over here at Westville Correctional Center, going through Bible college, working there at the prison, and AIDS, 1982, AIDS began to be a worrisome, infectious disease. And the powers that be and everything said, now these people that have AIDS, we can't separate them from the society of the prison. We have to let them still have free reign, but, you know, we have to warn everybody else. It was totally against what Scripture teaches. And we're doing the same thing with this pandemic. We have a few people in our country that are sick, so we have to shut down. That just destroys an economy. Shooting yourself in the foot. We saw that happen. But what God tells us to do is to quarantine. And if we would just learn Scripture and follow Scripture, and God gives us a change sometimes to purify us from the things that are clouding in our minds and clouding in our lives, and to get us back walking with Him and in accordance with Him. So purification. I believe that God's always looking to purify your life and my life. Amen? He wants us to walk in holiness and in righteousness. You have to balance that out with what you watch on the television set. You have to balance that out with what you do in your spare time. You have to balance that out with what you do on the internet or on your cell phone. You have to watch again and stand guard against the pornography and all the garbage and all the junk that's in the world because it's there to destroy us and not to help and build us. So God says, I'll change the norm. I don't change. He never changes, but he sure is working to change us, and he wants to purify us. But thirdly here, he says that not only that, he wants to purge us, and that's to get some things out of our life and things that, that are hindrance to us, maybe not even bad things or what we would consider bad things. You know, I, I don't drink soda anymore. I haven't had a Coca-Cola or a Pepsi or an orange or a Sprite or anything since about 1982. I don't believe Coke is sinful. Pepsi is. How many of you are Pepsi drinkers? Sorry. How many of you are Coke drinkers? Right, after the real thing. 
But I don't think it's necessarily wrong to drink a Coca-Cola or it's hard for me to say or a, a, that other drink. But, you know, there was a time in my life where I was drinking a gallon and a half a day. I lived on Coca-Cola. And it wasn't Pepsi. It was a real thing. It was Coca-Cola. Man, I would drink that stuff and drink that stuff, and I, I just enjoyed it. I loved it. God began to work in my heart. Not that it was sinful, but I was overindulging. But I knew me. I said, I, I can't just cut back. So I just quit. Haven't had a soda since 1982. Now, I'm not saying you need to do that. But what I'm saying is that God sometimes wants to purge some things from us. I love fishing, man. I, I see Brother Roscoe's pond that he's got down there, and he's told me there's fish in it. And I said, man, I'd love to get me a pole and go down there and snag me a couple of fishes. I grew up fishing, but if I ever did that, I don't think I'd be preaching anymore. I love fishing too much. So for you and for me, there's different things that God may come to our lives and say, I need to purge this from you so that you can serve me. I need to get this maybe cut back in your life or cut out of your life so that I can use you the way I want to use you. And he'll change the norm to purge things from our lives. But here's the blessing. I want you to look back at that passage in Malachi chapter 3. God changes the norm to prepare us. He changes the norm to purify us. He changes the norm to purge us. And I love this next verse that I'm going to have you read out loud with me. Read verse 4. Ready? Here we go. Then shall the offering of Judah and Jerusalem be pleasant unto the Lord, as in the days of old and as in former years. God sometimes changes the norms because he wants us to have a more pleasant life with him. Pleasant. I'm going to ask you a question tonight. Is your relationship with your God very personal now? Is it pleasant? Or are you fighting some things? Do you kind of dread reading your Bible because... Uh, Lord's going to speak to me about this. and I, mm. He wants our relationship with him to be a pleasant relationship. And sometimes he changes the norm to get us back into a pleasant relationship with him. I mean, where we enjoy the Lord. Where we enjoy coming to church. Where we enjoy singing the songs of Zion. Where we take hope in the and our faith is strengthened in the problems of the world because we know, as preacher said earlier, we know who's in charge. We know how it's going to end. We know how it's going to work out. And our faith is strong and growing. That's when our relationship is pleasant. And I ask you the question tonight in closing, is your relationship with the Lord a pleasant relationship? That's why he changed the norm for Israel. He changed the norm for the children of Israel when he brought them out of the bondage of Egypt. 
They came to Kadesh Barnea and they chose not to go into the promised land that God had for them. So he said, okay, I'm going to change the norm. You all are going to wander in the wilderness for 40 years until all those 20 years of age and older die off. For 40 years, they wandered in the wilderness and it became the norm. Pillar of fire by night, pillar of cloud by day, manna on the ground every morning to collect and eat. Their clothes didn't wear out. Their shoes grew with the children. I like to have a pair of shoes like that. But you understand that became the norm. And then the second time they came to Kadesh Barnea, God said, I want you to go in and take the land that I've given to you. This time they chose to follow God. And they went in and they fought the battle of Jericho and they'd never fought a war before in the wilderness. Those young people that were now leaders, they had never fought a war before. God changed the north. They followed Joshua as he was following the unseen captain, not the pillar of cloud by day it disappeared, the pillar of fire by night disappeared, but by faith. They crossed over into the promised land, and by faith, they conquered the promised land. Following the will of God, God changed the norm. He's changed the norm for us. We're not quite as comfortable in this world as we were two years ago. But that's okay. Because if we find our normalcy in God, are you listening? If we find our normalcy in God and His righteousness, we will always feel comfortable with our surroundings. Father, bless us tonight. Lord, we sure thank You for the Word of God. You said in this verse in chapter 7, and, or the chapter 1 and verse 7, that You want us to return unto Thee. And Lord, I... No, in some cases in my life, I don't know where all I'm away from you. But I know there's things that need to change in my life. May you speak to every person that's in this room tonight. Lord, that they would examine their hearts, examine themselves, and see where they need to change. Where they want to be changed back to the normalcy of who you are. Speak to our hearts, please. Our heads are bowed, eyes are closed. Would you stand to your feet?